Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my lovely, beautiful, and talented co-host, Mina kunlo Tsitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today, we are going to sing a little happy birthday to Little Labels. <laughs> happy third birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's incredible. When Mina told me that, it was July 5th, right? Yeah, July 5th. Yep. July 5th was her third birthday anniversary for Little Labels being launched. I could not believe what you have done and built in three years, which is just really incredible and amazing. And the fact that you've grown this like huge business. So congrats, happy birthday. And we wanted to kind of talk about what what Little Labels has gone through in three years and just sort of like a little touch base on Little Labels since, since its conception. Yeah. Um, so it was July 5th was when I first got it in there. It's a little bit off because I used the date that I um, was back into onto Amazon. And that's because I had to pull the inventory and then get back on. So I used that specific date um, because I remember it really well. Well, look at it that I got onto Amazon July 5th and July 15th, was the first ever Prime Day by Jeff Bezos. So it just ended up being great for my business because a month later, so August 15th, just after I was, you know, in back into Amazon, that's when Layla had her heart surgery and then we ended up moving into hospital. And so it was crazy because, you know, that scenario of different events, right? So basically I quit doing the business mentally, emotionally, but it just you know, kept working by itself because of the momentum of Prime Day, back to school, and the initial hard work that I had put in. So I used July 5th as the date because that was the big, you know, the uphill on the business and, you know, where the specific date I actually remember thinking, July 5th, today's our, you know, our big day. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm, that's cool that you explained that because I was like, are you crazy? You're starting, uh, you're launching a business the day after 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> but so did you, when you launched it on the 5th of July, and then did you have to apply for Prime Day at that point? Were you aware of Prime Day coming up? No, nobody was. He just did it, you know. Oh, um, it, was just a, it was just like a surprise thing. I think so. I don't even remember going through it. It was just my initial, like, I just happened to be at the right place in the right time, I guess. And um, it was the research that I did because I was like, when was the first Prime Day? So we were part of the first Prime Day in that everybody was. They weren't doing like lightning deals or anything like that. And 2016, we were part of it where you had to be approved for the deal. 2017, we were not a part of it. And then 2018, we are a part of it this year, but we have to pay now. So it's like $750. So this is kind of the evolution of Prime Day as well. (laughs) Okay. So tell me what it did for you. Like, tell us about Prime Day. Like, how did that really catapult the labels forward? 
I think it just catapulted everybody forward, um, Amazon altogether. So it brought people to Amazon that were like, hey, this is really cool. A day in July, we're going to save all this money. And then like, for instance, 2017's um, Prime Day was 60% bigger than 2016. And it beat out 2016's Cyber Monday and Black Friday, which is insane, right? So basically, Jeff Bezos... So his birthday for Amazon is July 15th. And so he created Amazon's Prime Day to celebrate that. So really, essentially, years from now, I could create a Prime Day, or we call it something different, perhaps a little day or little labels day and um, little labels day where it would be July 5th. <laughs> and the nation would know that it's little labels day. This is the, the nation would know. This is the day. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Prime Day is July 16th this year, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you, and what's kind of incredible, and I don't know if you even realize this when you launched the business, but that you, the summer was a big time because you always say it's your busiest time for you because you're, you're doing camp stuff. You're ramping up to the school season. Obviously one of your biggest platforms is Amazon. This is like a really big time for you, like July, August, September. Huge. Huge. And and it's sort of like you're kind of saying, like Kismet, it all sort of happened one after the other because did you know that back to school was going to be your biggest time? No, I did not. I didn't know a lot of things. So we'll go into that. The number one, so the first one is, it's not going to be how you expect. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, sister? <laughs> yeah. So I had no idea that back to school would be my biggest year or time of the year. I had no idea that nursing homes would buy my clothing labels. I had no idea that last week on Saturday, we would have a flood and partially, you know, like a citywide flood, for instance, you guys. So this is how much unexpected things come up. So on the birthday, July 5th, which is like almost a week ago, I was celebrating by cleaning out my basement that had been flooded. The whole city of Ankeny was flooded with 10 inches of rain in 90 minutes. And I mean, the city, they even say that FEMA might consider it a national disaster. And um, it was crazy. So my whole entire basement, which was finished, got flooded. And we had to take out the carpet, the disaster relief. People had to come over and we had to pay them, of course. And they had to dry out the basement. And basically, we had to put all the finished stuff upstairs and then all the inventory upstairs. So now we're living in a factory life on only one floor. Our completely basement is completely, you know, like we've got it up to whatever it needs to be right now. We have to hire people to install new baseboards and, um, a new carpet padding, clean up the carpet that we have because it actually was just fine. It was salvageable, but they said that We needed to get it shampooed, put a new carpet pad down, and they sprayed down like antimicrobials. And it ended up costing us lots of thousands of dollars. Unexpected money. Unexpected expenses. We say, I mean, most of the boxes were up on shelves. So we maybe lost like six boxes out of like the 35 that were down there. And, you know, it was completely unexpected, but not just for me, for the entire city. I am trying to have the best attitude with it that I can because people were hit more and they didn't have the money that, you know, to lose or to, you know, inv- invest in some disaster relief, basically. And then I saw also- a YouTube video of like water rushing into a pool from the outside, something crazy. Yeah. And then like Hy-Vee, which is, you know, that grocery store got flooded and they, the workers had to, 
like crawl out, not crawl out, walk out in like knee high, knee high water. And there was like candy bars floating everywhere. And everybody was like, save the candy bars. Like, it was <laughs> insane. like, you know, it was a lot of people. And, um, and then also my daughter's daycare, Layla's daycare was flooded and they actually had to cut out all the insulation and the drywall up two feet. We didn't have to do that because we dry back the heck out of it in time. And, but she has no day here right now. So that is another thing that I'm learning very quickly. It's never how you expect it. I planned so many things. I think in the last episode, I talked about how I was going to do 12 days of giveaways. Well, half that stuff got ruined. So there's going to be no 12 days of giveaways. It might be one day very much later on in this whole thing. Rolling with the punches. Let me ask yeah. you a question though. So with this like natural disaster that occurred, is there anything that maybe you would have or could have done different? Like we talked about business insurance, you know, is there anything that you sort of think from learning about what's happened because you do have like a home office that you would recommend to our listeners to maybe consider? So I do have, you have to have like $2 million insurance if you're in Walmart and things like that, but it's more like liabilities of anybody sues you or sues Walmart, you are covered. It's not so much, you know, the inventory or anything like that. Um, so we didn't have flood insurance. We didn't even have flood insurance for the house. We're in the middle of a neighborhood. I'm talking right smack in the middle. Our whole entire city was hit. So like there's people who said, you know, maybe I should get a secondary sump pump. There is no sump pump in this freaking world that's going to be able to handle that amount of rain in that small amount of time. And, um, and then I could get insurance now, like home insurance um, that had like a flood rider. But one of my friends had flood insurance and his deductible was $5,000. You know, so I could probably buy insurance that was 1000 But we haven't had floods in Iowa since 93. So that's 25 years ago. And I was saying to my husband, so do we buy a flood rider now? I mean, assuming there might be 10 more inches of rain coming at us, or do we not and, and then end up having to pay, you know, like $5,000 down the road? I don't know. So is there anything that you can do? No, unless you want to go head to head with mother nature and take it up with her. <laughs> and we know who's going to lose in that one. <laughs> and then also, I think you just have to make the best of it. I basically cut out all the necessities that I did not need to have. Um, so I mean, necessities, uh, that's funny when I say it that way. I canceled my massage. <laughs> <laughs> active stress management <laughs> and things like that, that were part of my schedule. Cause I was starting to feel so overwhelmed. Right. And then my daughter's home and, and then it's just like, you just have to, um, eliminate all the time stressors, I guess. So basically I pushed things back. I did what I could because I knew it was going to be a lot on me at one time. I eliminated the giveaway. I didn't celebrate little labels birthday on July 5th. I just let it happen and it's okay. All of that is okay because it's not going to be how you expect, but there's going to be highs, very high highs and very low lows, you know? Yeah. Because you were also in one of your best selling seasons, I think you were saying to me, like little labels is Yeah. Doing, well, well, they are, we are doing really well, um, but we're matching up to last year, which is amazing because we have, I'm not kidding you, like 25 times the competitors that we used to have. And I say 25 times because we're still on page one, but we have 25 more pages following us, whereas we only were had like one before, right? And so I feel like since we're sustaining and doing really well still, we're doing really well. But August hasn't hit yet. And, um, and we're running out of inventory. The nice thing about our inventory, because Jacqueline actually tried to order some little labels and they're out of stock, is that our 
labels, our variations are so similar to our original that people can just be like, oh, instead of buying this one, I'll buy this design instead. So that really helps too. Yeah. Actually, I was, I was trying to get it individually and then, but what I could buy were the packs. I actually bought, I actually had to pay you more money. (laughs) (laughs) My strategy worked. Because the pack was not sold out, but the individual ones were. (laughs) So you're welcome. <laughs> Evil genius at work here. Um, so that's really nice in that, you know, even like something sucky, like writing out an inventory there leads to a bigger sale with Jacqueline. So, you know, silver lining. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what else? What else in these so three years? Number two, um, you must have a strategy of finesse rather than brute force. And what I mean by that is that don't work your butt off. Don't you know, overstress yourself. Don't work yourself all hours of the day and night because it's all about finesse and pivoting. So I used to pay tennis and I think I've brought this up before in the last or the last episode of, you know, it's windy for your opponent too. But another thing that I love about tennis is that it's a game of finesse. So it doesn't matter how strong you are. You don't need to blow out the person and ace them. You just have to be smarter in them to finesse it. So like tapping it over the net to just like just, you know, get it over a little bit, lobbing it over their head. So you don't have to be very strong. You can be very petite um, or whatever, um, but it's just a game of finesse, you know? And so instead of doing brute force where I could have brute forced my way through this flood and been like, I'm going to do these giveaways. I'm going to celebrate this birthday. It would be a great promotion. And I'm going to work my tail off to make it happen. It's never worked that way because you go straight to burnout if you go to brute force because you're brute forcing your way to success rather than finessing your way to success. And that's one thing I've learned hard and heavy with low labels is that you have to allow yourself time to, you know, process things. So, and you have to allow other people to process things. So let's say you don't hear back from a manufacturer or you don't hear back from a big retailer. Give them time to process without freaking out. And, you know, you can't be like, I'm going to brute force my way through that all the way up to Walmart's doors and call them 18 times because that might be something that somebody suggests you to do is just keep pestering and asking, but brute forcing it is way like beyond overkill because it, it's just hard that way and you don't enjoy it as much. I mean, what do you think? Would you agree with that? I would. I think, um, I think having a strategy behind it too, though, like knowing your actionable steps. So if let's say you're trying to get into Walmart and you don't hear from them, maybe you plan out for yourself, okay, I'm going to follow up with them again in like three days. And then if I don't hear from them, maybe a week from then. And then, you know, it's even like in sales pitches or sales calls, you're like, okay, if I don't hear from you, you're obviously not, not obviously not interested, but just keep me, I'll touch base with you soon. Um, I have somebody that was trying to get me to give them a referral, actually like our mortgage lender or something. She literally once a week sent me an email asking me for this um, referral. And I was like, I didn't really like working with you guys. I didn't say that to her on the phone when she called me to give her the referral, but I did tell her there were some like ups and downs and she kept asking, kept asking. And eventually I was like, you know what? I know you want this referral. When I'm ready, I'll give it. I probably won't ever give it, but it was like, it actually turned me off to all of it, right? Like to the whole wanting to give it. So I think, I think it's true. Like I imagine like a ballerina dancing, like she's so strong and she is like dainty and beautiful or like a butterfly. When they talk about like the wind force of a butterfly's wings, if you were tiny, like how, how much that would be. 
This episode was brought to you by our new mastermind program, Holiday to Halo. You get the guidance of both myself and Jacqueline as your coaches inside an amazing group of fellow product-based business owners. Starting in September, we'll be getting a head start and ramping up to make a big impact on sales for the Cyber Five, which is Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Then on to Christmas revenue strategy. And to boost your growth into the new year, We'll be setting your business up for Halo sales into Q1. We would love for you to join us. Go to theproductboss.com slash mastermind for more information. So steady, steady as it goes. Like there's more, there's more productions, there's more sales, there's more things around the corner. There's more things to come. Like this isn't your last prime day. This is not your last birthday. You know, any of that. So your like your business birthday. So if you just stick with it, like this is just a blip on the entire life span of this business. Yeah. And one of the other things too, is just remember I'm in like pre-launch or launch of Oasis Soap Co. I could brute force my way through this and be like, I'm in launch mode right now. I need to get in this timing and I need to do it now, 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 now. But I'm not going to brute force my way into launching this product because you know what? It's just not the timing for it right now. I just got hit with a flood. I need time to process that stuff. And I'm not going to brute force my way into a mega launch of Oasis. Thank God that soap was not on the floor. (laughs) Could you imagine? Yeah, it's at the manufacturer, thank freaking goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But, and so, and I agree with you in the way that, like you, you go with how it goes, right? Like it's how I felt like with pregnancy. Like you, it was the time you can't control your body. You can't control what's happening. Like in the pregnancy, you kind of have to roll with it. If you get sick or, you know, whatever it is, you kind of have to go with it. It's out of your control. What's happening most of the time. Um, I think the same in business. Now there obviously is launch mode. There's obviously times that you are going, going strong and going hard and putting in those late nights, but it doesn't have, like you said, it doesn't have to be all the time. There's no way you can keep that up without burning out and then sort of being over it. And then you actually drop off to the other end where things are not happening because you've put so much effort into it that then there's like, you need a minute to take a break. Yeah. And you become resentful of that time that you put in when you um, were so stressed out from doing it, you know? So I think that's one thing. And Jacqueline and I always talk about iterating, iterate, iterate, iterate. And I think I say that every single time we bring it up, iterate, iterate, iterate. <laughs> um, because that's what the game is. It's all about iterations, you know? So what's number three? Number three is the more people you connect with, the more successful you'll be. And that is super key. I think it builds your personal development. It makes you, gives you a heightened awareness of how people are different than you. And then it makes you, gives you like a broader view. So you always see there's, you have way more to learn. You have way more to grow. And the more people you connect with, like for instance, just meeting Jacqueline, for instance, has completely changed my viewpoint and my world in specific areas where I would never even tap into them. You know, so each person I think affects you differently. You know, some people more than others, but I think the more people you connect with, the more successful you'll be. Well, maybe not if you're like completely oblivious. That's why I use the word connect. So um, the more successful you'll be in because it'll change you. You'll become a personal, more developed person and it'll flow into your business as well. I think so. So even just thinking about like what you've done in the year that I've 
I think it's about a year. We're over a year now, maybe our uh-huh, anniversary. Just a little bit, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even the things that you've done that are different, like you went to that mastermind with product entrepreneurs recently, and just those connections that you found and that you saw what other people were doing in businesses that were, you know, same sort of level as your business and what they were doing and how they were approaching things like Amazon or Walmart or wherever they were selling. So it's really, that's what we say, like being on that desert island, right? When you start these businesses, so many of the people that we work with and our listeners are working from home. You know, it's starting as a side hustle. It's an idea. Maybe they've been successful enough that it could be their full-time job, but you're doing it alone. Maybe your spouse, maybe you have a partner. They're sort of helping you with it. But then as you start to reach out for help, you start to reach out for connections, you start to reach out for community. That's where you get to sort of like up level. It reminds me very much of like being in like school, like art school, Mm -hmm. or when you're in college and you're getting to like sit down and collaborate, or you come up with ideas and you brainstorm together and like, and think about the, the ideas we had in college, you know, whatever it was, if you're in English class or like whatever it was that you were able to sit around and talk about it and these great ideas that came out of all these like-minded people that are aligned with the same sort of, you know, same goals and dreams. Yeah. Um, so that was the last one, but I do have, I had three goals on the horizon. Should we okay. go right into this? Yeah. So three goals that I have is for little labels. I want to be more on more retail online. So not so much like Walmart in-store, but like Walmart. I mean, I'm already on walmart.com. But like, for instance, I got an email from Macy's.com and they're restructuring to bring in small businesses to be a part of their roster and their platform online. So I'm excited about that. I want to get more into Zulily. Um, I would like to phase out Jane a little bit um, just because I can't seem to get on their schedule enough and really push into other retail so then I can build outside of Amazon. Though, you know, I have Amazon Canada and UK, it's separate from the US. And so that it's kind of secondary. So I want to do more retail platforms online. Number two is I want to up-level my social media presence. So, but I want to be very clear with everybody as far as like, you don't even need a social media presence if you're focusing somewhere else. So for instance, I've made you know, multiple six figures, high six figures on having pretty much very little social media presence because I've been really smart on the platforms that I've pushed, you know, and getting onto there. And that was my number one strategy. You can only focus on so much. So like a lot of people think that social media is an end all be all. I think it's an add on, you know, so social media presence, I want to up level that. Third, I want to add a social good aspect. So this is something I've already implemented uh, where um, I picked out three charities that I'm going to be donating on behalf of the customers and they get to pick out which charity. So the first one um, is for um, dogs that have therapy for vets. And so because I had a dog and she was therapy for me. Like I had super bad anxiety. She was the first person that showed me like, pure joy and unconditional love. Like I didn't understand that before I was a mom. So I think that's really important for people. It can change their lives. And you just referred to her as a person. So that's like, yeah. how <laughs> I actually just listened to a podcast where I think it was Maria Shriver talking about how when people lose a pet, sometimes they're even more affected by the loss of a pet than sometimes even a family member because of how close they are. So like that grief is in all sorts of ways and for all sorts of people. So I love that. Yeah. So that was the first organization. Second organization is Pencils of Promise. And that is where they donate to third world countries like 
Laos for one um, and build schools. And so my mother-in-law was actually a math teacher in Laos and my, um, my husband's real dad uh, was the principal there. So scandal. No, actually wasn't a scandal <laughs> back then. Um, but she, you know, uh, her husband would have been the principal of the school. <laughs> and he was actually killed um, on the way from America when, or to America when they were fleeing, you know, the refugee camps and stuff. So I think that it's important to fuel that area that they came in and then they do it through education and educational resources. So I think that's really cool. And then third is the um, Children's Heart Foundation and it is for research. So basically anybody that buys on Amazon they're given a landing page that they can go on and pick the charity that I donate to on their behalf. And those are the three choices. So that is another initiative that I want to, you know, start my year off with and just doing some social good and, um, but be able to kind of pick where I want it to go. I love that. Um, and you know, it's, I agree with you so much about the social media because designer consulting co-op as well is I don't do social media. I don't need it. I've been, but you and I have been in business for a while, but it is about where you're at. So, um, you know, in our other podcast episode where we're talking about how to stand out from the crowd and that sort of thing, there's other ways to be out there. So think about all the things that we buy on Amazon without ever having seen it on Instagram. Yeah. So I have to tell you the funniest story, which you're not even aware of. It's so funny. You guys, Jacqueline is a grandma, even though she's younger than me. I'm a grandma. (laughs) Because she a technical or you know in technology, it's true. Just listening to this, we've been recording podcast episodes separately, and I was listening to the one that she did on like video and Instagram, and she keeps calling emojis emoticons. Oh yeah, what they were called in the two thousands for those of you that are really are we still in the two (laughs) thousands? Yeah, you know, like early two thousands, maybe the nineties when they no way. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Did they only come out like five years ago? (laughs) <laughs> Maybe emojis. <laughs> they were called emoticons originally, way back when. You could get them only in your computer, but they are not <laughs> called anymore. They're called emojis. <laughs> and I was like, Jacqueline keeps calling them emojis. Obviously, she does not get on social media or use them. Whereas I'm like complete opposite of her, where I'm like an over user of emojis. So I'll give you an example. That's true. I was looking at my frequently used emojis. And so usually it's like the salsa dancer, right? Or it, and it's the high five lady and it's the heart. I always do a heart or I'll do the face palm to the head one. Jacqueline's like blank face. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. I do. So lately, I looked at my recently ones and they are ugly cry face, cry <laughs> with tear, <laughs> sobbing face, oh my the God. flood, like... If you want to know what my world is like with, with the Just flood, it is like ugly. Crying, <laughs> crying emoticons is what you're saying. Yeah, emojis. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, because I am, as you call me, a grandma um, <laughs> on the social media. So I've even like looked at how you will post things on our Facebook pages and, and all the posts. And you have like check marks and happy pieces. <laughs> so I'm always going through like trying to... But I'm just not cool. I'm not cool like that. <laughs> so, yes. So, yeah. You And she's highly successful. I mean, she does not need to even be on social media. So, that just show, goes to show you social media. I mean, it's, it's okay if you're not... Like, give yourself some grace if you're, you know, being hard on yourself of not being a social media 
expert by now, you know? Because ultimately in our business, so this is the difference again, why we started this podcast, why it's product-based versus service-based. And I know I'm a service-based business, but products, yeah, you do, you know, you want the images, you want the beautiful stuff. But if you really get a good deal going with somebody, like I have a client that has, for her, Zulily is her biggest platform that she works with as well. And she doesn't need Instagram. She sells hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on Zulily and not people don't know the brand name. She has the store. She has the retail. And so, and so that's, that's the point, right? We're trying to sell products. So sometimes it's not even about your Instagram, even though you get caught up in it. But if you're doing well, we want you to look and see like what you're doing and what you're doing well. Now, if you're starting a business, it gets a little bit more competitive, but you pick a place and you focus on it. And just remember, no matter what, it all comes down to money and sales. So everything you do needs to contribute towards that. Like clients of mine that want to do fashion shows, that's great. But is it going to, what's your return on your investment? You know, are people actually going and buying? Are buyers actually buying from that? What what do they really want to know? You know, what do they really need to see to know that they want to buy it and put you in their store? So just think about that. But you know what, Mina, congratulations, because this Thank is you. quite impressive for three years. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So happy birthday to you. And maybe we'll have when you, when the flood, the great flood of 2018, as I like to refer to it, <laughs> when all of that dies down, we'll have a little birthday party for you on our Facebook page. So everyone head on over to our Facebook community. It's the Product Boss community on Facebook. It's a private community. You have to answer a couple questions to join. But what's happening in there is there's a lot of really great deep conversation in the community, a lot of support, people finding accountability partners and celebration. So when great things happen, it's that place where you get to brag and celebrate and not be judged. Like it's hard to go up to like your friend or your sister or sister-in-law and say like, Hey, just got a hundred thousand dollar order. They'd be like, okay. (laughs) They'd be like, why are you bragging? Yeah. Or if you're like, I just got a thousand dollar order. And they're like, is that good or bad? I'm not really sure. You know? So we are a, we're just this community of support that, that sees like we see each other's pivots. We help each other grow and we support each other in our ups and also like help lift each other up on their downs. And so that's where it's at. So like the great flood of 2018, we're there to support Mina and her product and then also celebrate her major wins. The link will be in the show notes for the Facebook group. So make sure you guys join because there's lots of fun stuff and connecting over there. Thanks everyone. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by our new mastermind program, Holiday to Halo. You get the guidance of both myself and Jacqueline as your coaches inside an amazing group of fellow product-based business owners. Starting in September, we'll be getting a head start and ramping up to make a big impact on sales for the Cyber Five, which is Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Then on to Christmas revenue strategy. And to boost your growth into the new year, We'll be setting your business up for Halo sales into Q1. We would love for you to join us. Go to theproductboss.com slash mastermind for more information. Loved this episode of the Product Boss Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We would so appreciate it.